Now, today is International Day for Persons with Disabilities, and we are chatting to Nosipiwo Delubom of Nelson Mandela University, based in Port Elizabeth, about enabling students with disabilities to reach their full potential. We say good afternoon to her right now. Welcome to the show, Nosipiwo. How are you doing? Thank you so much. Uh, good afternoon. I'm doing fine. Thank you. And how are you doing that side? I'm good. Looking forward to the weekend. What's the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and it's December already. You know, you know. Summertime is here. Yeah. Right. Now, let's get down to the business side of things. How important is the International Day for Persons with Disabilities in raising awareness within society? You know, I always argue about these days to commemorate certain things, certain issues. Like today we say we it's an international day for people with disabilities. I always argue that why there is a specific day because my view is that we need to talk about these issues every day, you know. But however, it is what it is, we cannot change. So I can say that it's very significant because there is a lot that still needs to be addressed when it, it comes to disability matters because we know that there is still a gap of inclusion for people that have disabilities. They are not yet included fully. So those are the things that need to be to be addressed. But, you know, during these days, like today, you may find out that there are events that are taking place around the country and internationally. And the issues that are supposed to be addressed, they are not addressed during those days. So in a nutshell, I can say, yes, it is significant because it's, talk- it's talking about disability. However... Uh, there are things that are not addressed that they are supposed to be addressed. Let's for get, the issue of employment. Speaking of those things, uh, and you're pointing out, obviously, that people with disabilities, both within and outside of the workplace, face discrimination um, associated with their disability. Maybe you can tell us a bit of, about those types of discrimination that they actually face. The type of di- discrimination is that people with disabilities are not yet accommodated in the workplace because we may not run away from the fact that even if they have the capabilities, they have the right to be employed, but there are needs for them so that they are in the same level with other people, like the reasonable accommodations. So you may find out that in the world of work, the basic things like the ramps, the rails, the lifts, there are industries that do not prioritize that, which is a discrimination because a person with a disability is supposed to to feel, to enjoy whatever a person who is able to is enjoying. The second thing is that there is a technology that some of the people with disabilities use for them to be fully capable in, in doing some activities. Now, in the workplace, they always argue that these technologies are expensive. They may not be able to purchase them. So it's a discrimination because if a person who is abled body has a laptop, I'm making an example. Now, I am disabled. 
I am not able to write, but there is a free pen that can be able to assist me. So that also must be available in the workplace. If it is not available, it means it's a discrimination to me. I take that as an offense. And the third thing is the percentage. My argument is that why there is a minimum requirement of a percentage for people with disabilities to say in the country, at least there must be 2% of people with disabilities. To me, that is a discrimination because they're supposed not to be a, a standard percentage that is put forward. They must be employed like other people if they qualify because they are employed according to the qualifications, not according to their disabilities. So for me, it is a discrimination. And for that percentage, there are many industries that do not meet even that 2% percentage for people with disabilities. Now, Nosipiwo, let's talk about change because it's long overdue. Um, but how do we begin changing the situation? Does it need to happen at foundation phase at school at grassroots level? Yes, the change, it needs to take place in the foundation phase. Because in the foundation phase, it's when a learner is identified that he has a disability. For instance, those who have invisible disabilities, they are supposed to be identified in the foundation phase. So if this process takes place there in the foundation phase, and as they progress to other grades, they are known, they were identified, and the support is provided. So that means as they progress to the tertiary institutions, the support is provided. There is no way that in the institutions of higher learning, we have students who do not know that they have disabilities because they were not assessed and they were not identified whilst they were in the foundation phase. So my argument is that I think there is a lack of implementation of the policy in the Department of Basic Education, which is a policy to screen, to identify, to assess, and to support the learners. So if now in the Department of Basic Education, they can be sure to implement fully and identify these learners and provide the necessary support so that when these learners are coming in the tertiary institutions, now they know, they understand that their strengths are in ABC and then their weak points are in D, E and F and then we provide support in that. Now, what is the situation at tertiary level? Uh, tell us about your experience at the Nelson Mandela University Universal Accessibility and Disability Services. Uh, that is the unit which facilitates and integrates the mainstreaming of students with disabilities. So what we do, we provide the support that is going to make them to be in the same level with their peers. We do not give them the special attention or an unfair advantage. But what we do is that we inform them, we encourage them, we empower them, we expose them. And for them to know that they belong to the community of students, then we provide the support like the reasonable academic accommodations when they are in classes, those who need the extra time, they get the extra time, those who need to use the technology, they use the technology, those who need the scribes, they get the scribes. And then we make it a, a point that they are involved 
in the programs that are taking place in the in the university uh, like the core curricular programs because that is another issue that these students need to be empowered so that there is a value that they add when they go to the world of work so when they are here at Nelson Mandela we mentor them we coach them as they navigate the route of their academics and in their exit level we ensure that we connect them with the host employers so that they are able to to get work because what we have noted is that there are students who have disabilities who do not want to leave the university because they are scared to go to the world of work so we are trying to amputate that so that the students are empowered like other students and they know that they can exit when they are in the world of work so what is that is what we are doing at Nelson Mandela and um, we provide the accessible rooms for those students who may not be able to be in, in the rooms that are not accessible and we have a transport but the transport it only takes those students who have severe disabilities otherwise we encourage them that they are part of the university shuttles because we don't want to exclude we are trying to include them now, finally, uh, NoCP, well, your word of advice to people with disabilities and also parents of learners with disabilities. That is a critical matter that you are talking about because, you know, parents uh, who are raising children with disabilities, they need more empowerment and then they need more support because, you know, if I can talk about the invisible disabilities, some parents do not even know that their children have invisible disabilities, especially those who are in the rural areas. And they do not refer their children for support because they do not know. So for me, I think if the parents can be supported, like the awareness and the empowerment of parents so that they understand what is depression, what is bipolar, what what is it, anxiety, all those disorders, they need to be empowerment and not to be in denial because some of them, they do know that our, their children have uh, invisible disabilities, but they have it denial. So if awareness programs, support groups can be continuous, then that can assist parents as well as the teachers, because even teachers need to be empowered about the disabilities, because some of the teachers were trained before the inclusive education was there in the, in the colleges. So they do not know how to accommodate the diversity in the classroom. Nosy Pivo Delobom of uh, Nelson Mandela University. Thank you very much for joining us. Have a great uh, December. Merry Christmas and a blessed new year to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I received those wishes. Thank you very much. Thank you.